0: Back on The Hunt with Supernatural Season 2, Episode
1: 5, Simon Said. I'm Chris Barrows. And my name is Dan Cummins. Chris, yesterday, I think it's only, you know, uh, right that we recognize what happened yesterday. Yesterday was January 24th. Yes. Dean Winchester's birthday. Happy birthday to Dean. Want to start the episode off with that. He deserves a, uh, a, a warm uh, reception. Uh, may he live on in our memory. Yes.
0: Yes. It was also, I think it's, I think it's important to acknowledge too. It was really interesting. Cause there's the birth was a birth of a podcast yesterday That's right. where we I get, I, we were joking how, Oh, now we're up against God, but not really. We, I took a listen. Um, Really interesting podcast with God Chuck himself. And, uh, and, and it was interesting because really interesting production side. Like I found it fascinating to hear the production side. Uh, It was not as much of a recap from what I listened to is like these, Deeper dives into production. So I thought it was pretty cool to listen to that and get a different perspective.
1: Yeah. And, you know, perhaps we'll borrow some of those insights. And it's, it, you're right. It is interesting to hear from the production side of things how certain episodes were meant to be shot versus how they ended up. Right. So that kind of yeah. stuff we try to include here on uh, our rewatch uh, companion podcast. But as you know, for those listening long time, or if you're a first time listener, we're, we're trying to uncover the minutia behind every episode the monster of the week details more so plot driven but when we can we include some of those production notes so it's it's nice to have somebody else doing what we're doing here chris
0: yeah and i just want to i want to make a note of it because um one is out there but two there might be times we will want to make note of it and when we reference it i think it's important that we um give credit that i think there'll be a great source for some of that info uh but Speaking of source, let's get right to the source, uh, which is for us, Netflix. Um, and I think it's important to clarify that because that's why we often don't talk about the music. Right. Music is very different uh, in both shows. But our source has been Netflix for, for this rewatch. Uh, and what we watched most recently was Simon Said. It aired on October 26, 2006. It was directed by Tim Locafano, I believe I said that correctly. And as you found out, this was his first and only time directing.
1: Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I mean, he's, he's certainly directed a bunch of other uh, reputable shows, but oftentimes when you look at the opening credits on a supernatural episode, they recycle directors a lot, ro- a lot, uh, writers, a lot, producers, a lot. So when you find a director that's only been on once, that's, you know, it's interesting. I'd love to know why he decided not to come back or maybe they just didn't pick him back up. Maybe he was busy. Who knows? But I looked this up Chris because I thought the episode, it had a different pace to it. Um, it had the same color palette, but I thought, wow, this is in- this. It's an interesting pace that they set on this episode. Let me see who directed it. And it turned out it was a very unique director who, who was not, uh, you know, featured again. So, you know, it just goes to show that the episode, the feel of the episode can really like be influenced by the director. Um, and in this case, uh, 8.6, as we as we noted here from IMDb. So it's a strong episode. There's a lot going on here, Chris. It's very rich. Um, Aside from the plot, a lot of different conversations, both morally uh, plot-driven. Uh, we meet some old characters, some favorites, some new uh, characters, some characters that will be returning. There's a lot going on here, a lot to cover.
0: Yeah, and I do want to point out one thing about this director. If you recognize his name, there's a few reasons why. He was the a director for 26 uh, – he was involved as a co-executive producer at least – for jessica jones he was involved with a variety of other things that you would probably know 24 he helped mm-hmm. produce um in particular i think that was this it must have been the fourth season because it's day four or i i i believe that's how they, i was not a big 24 watcher so i apologize but he, he's been on some good things smallville as well which was a cw so uh, he's got some big names uh big shows underneath him and, absolutely and so i think it's important to point that out uh, imdb though 8.6 dan uh, what do you think about that rating? Because this is a mythology episode in in all its glory. Really, this yeah. is mythology all the way.
1: Yeah, I like it. I think it's fair. I think it's a strong um, a strong number. Like I said, there's there is a lot going on. They're trying to marry the uh, special children, as they're so fondly referenced uh, by the fandom. Um, but also you know they're, they're they're marrying different concepts again like what is black and white versus gray areas of hunting like what constitutes a murderer Sam has an interesting point in this episode and Dean's kind of agrees with him but you know he doesn't want to believe him he doesn't want to agree with him so we're, we're dealing with a lot new characters old characters very plot heavy but at times also ethically charged so I think it's a fair number um, I really liked it. It's 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 enjoyable. It's also memorable, Chris. I remember this episode and um, I liked just kind of revisiting this the scenes and not worrying about, well, how does this one end? I, I don't really recall. The ending is is very like fresh in my mind. So I got to enjoy the minutia in this episode.
0: We also see a few things in this episode that I liked quite a bit, but we'll jump right into the synopsis here of uh, Sam and Deep mean Andy Gallagher, who's a slacker. With psychic powers of persuasion. I don't like actually calling him slacker. Cause I feel like as we get to know his character, he's essentially holding himself back because he knows what he can do. So I don't, mm-hmm. I almost think slacker. I get why it's in the description when you're trying to describe this, cause you're not giving that away, but I think slacker's unfair. Right. But once the brothers are in that Andy's Andy's family was visited by the demon, Sam wonders if he could be one of the special children. And there's that mm-hmm. term, uh, Ellen, Joe and Asher in this uh, Andy Gallagher is played by Gabrielle Tigerman. Who's going to be seen again. And then Weber, played by Elias Tofekis. Tofekis, I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, but some great characters. We do have a, uh, again, kind of at bookshelving, so to speak, of the the roadhouse. And this one starts, at, we're at the roadhouse in the beginning. We end at the roadhouse. In between, you've got a lot of meat, though, to cover. There, there's oh, just yeah. a lot happening. Talk location before we get into that, though.
1: Yeah, so we start the episode actually in Nebraska. If you listen to the radio, Dean is listening to uh, classic rock of Nebraska, and he quickly turns off the radio, so it's you know, a blink and you miss it sort of thing. But uh, they end up in Guthrie, Oklahoma, after they go to the roadhouse and figure out that Sam's premonitions um, are back. He's having them in broad daylight. He is seeing people uh, not only get killed, right? We're used to seeing that, but now people are actually killing other people, and Sam can see that, so... Uh, we go to the roadhouse, and, and that is something that Dean isn't thrilled about, Chris. Dean is worried about exposing Sam to other hunters because, as we know, the roadhouse is um, – what do we call it? I mean, it's a, it's a roadhouse for hunters. That's where they go to hang out and take a break. So Dean isn't actually thrilled of the idea of going to the roadhouse because he knows it's, it's back in business. Actual hunters are going to be there. And this is actually the first time that Dean calls Sam a freak. He lets it slip, Chris. And how many times do we hear Sam refer to himself as a freak in later seasons? And, and other people refer to him as a freak. So I thought it was interesting. This is the first time we actually hear him being called a freak, and it's from Dean. So I mean, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking. Sam goes, you know, a freak. And Dean's like, yeah, he plays it off. You know, you were always a freak. But that stung and and that'll carry with him the rest it, of and the and it's not the first time it, it it I believe it continues to happen
0: um I yeah. may be wrong but uh you know it it's not easy on the ears to hear it Sam and Dean do not have a perfect relationship throughout this entire show there's a lot of weird moments that we'll get into over the course of rewatching but yeah that that hurts um yeah but this one really starts out with, we should point out before we get to the roadhouse sam has this premonition of this uh this doctor killing a gun salesman and then himself so mm-hmm. important to point that out because that's gonna come up later on but when the boys get to the roadhouse joe essentially says can i come along dean refuses mm. and he says he's scared of ellen and yeah. fair enough i i would be too if, if i'm dean in that moment but it's funny because uh he starts singing the song that she put very clearly she's hitting on him.
1: Yeah. She's um, hitting on Dean. How about that, Chris? I mean, that doesn't happen to him often.
0: Yeah. And he's, I, I don't know if he's off put by, cause he's not used to it or because he's afraid of Ellen. I'm not sure what it is. Like he holds back. I, and I, I equate some of that to Ellen um, being, Yeah, I also equate it to respect. Um, he says, this woman clearly knows what she's doing. I, this is not like Dean knows the type of uh, relationship he has. And he maybe understands I might not be the best in in this way. And in terms of relationships, I'm a one and done person very often at this point. Yeah. And he doesn't want to do that to a Joe and he knows what that means. So even if he has a thing for Joe, probably hard for him to accept it.
1: Yeah, it is an interesting glimpse, though, Chris. I I do wonder if the right woman for Dean ultimately would have been a hunter. I mean, we never really see that play out for him. Of course, you know, regular people he's had multiple relationships with. We've covered some on this podcast. We'll cover more in the future. But I have to wonder if, you know, uh, dating and eventually marrying, and if if he he had the chance to have kids with a hunter, would that have leveled him out a little bit? Because oftentimes, Dean. He, you know, he plays tricks and pickup lines and all these other things that he thinks he can get away with with normal women. Hunters are definitely a little sharper. You know, they've seen some shit, right? Hunter women are, are not to be to be reckoned with. And I think Dean knows that. So uh, I don't know. It would have been interesting to see if, if Dean actually got to date uh, a woman hunter for a while.
0: I was I think remember being in the Dean and Joe camp. So uh, I, I really liked Joe as a character yeah, me too. and felt they were good. But. It's just funny because he's singing in the car um, and 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 Sam just looks like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a, nice it's a, good, it's oh, a good moment. And, yeah, I heard this song. It's stuck in my head. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it, Sam's not stupid. Sam doesn't go on the issue because he gets right into the case, which is the fact that um, obviously had this premonition and he thinks this guy, and, and Sam. And there's a fault here in Sam and the fact he's like this guy's a killer because he had the experience of the first kid who was special, Max. Being a yeah, we go back to Max, the difficult episode from season one, as we as we talked about a really difficult episode to watch. Mm -hmm. But he goes back to and said he's a killer. So clearly, this one's a killer. So as much as we've talked in previous episodes, only more recently, uh, even with Dean talking about we kill vampires, Sam is stuck on this. Sam's no better than Dean in those moments of we kill it because it's bad. Uh, so I think this is almost the same type of, I don't want to say it's the, it's not the same scenario, but it's a parallel to Dean's vampire episode. Oh yes. Yeah. Because he's like at, by the end of his episode, he realized, all right, maybe I'm wrong. They're not all bad. He still has a, a bias against them almost, which is so weird because he's one of them and he's, He's actually afraid, I think, for himself, as we learn in this episode. Yeah,
1: definitely. And, and to add to that, Sam sort of have has a proven bias. I mean, he tried to save Max and, and failed, right? Like, miserably. And that obviously has stuck with him. So, um, I don't blame Sam for going into this, assuming that, uh, that Andy is, you know, a lost cause. And to jump ahead, you know, they're both right. Dean and Sam both end up being right about Andy at the end of this episode for different reasons. So, and... I I like the dilemma. Again, it goes back to what uh, constitutes good versus bad as a hunter, and we'll get into that, but yeah, uh, Sam is definitely projecting, I think, his fears of uh, not just Max and what happened again uh, to potentially happening to Andy, but also himself, Chris, because he knows he's, or he doesn't know. He has a very good hunch that he himself is one of these special children, and He thinks that he could turn bad. It's crazy. It's a very Luke Skywalker uh, moment for him.
0: Yeah, which we keep going back to comparison as we did in the pilot of this podcast simply because that's the background. That's the story behind these people. And and yeah, it's genesis. Yeah. But it's interesting because you have a scenario where Sam follows this doctor and Dean follows Andy. Yeah. And you see Andy in action, (laughs) mind control Dean to giving him baby, which watching now it's like, holy crap, best power. I mean, to get you you see the things that Dean has done to, to protect, you know, baby. And here he just gives it up. And he's frustrated by that, obviously later on. But Sam, meanwhile, on his end is following the good doctor here. Mm -hmm. And, in the most one I, i'm laughing because sam goes into the gun store because he knows what's going to happen pulls the thing and i swear everyone just like watched him do it and just walks yeah. out the store it was mm-hmm. kind of weird when Convee. i thought about it. like it's yeah. kind of awkward because he's just staying out there i'm almost waiting for like the, the owner to come like what are you doing buddy uh but the focus is not that the focus is that the doctor now walks away and the phone rings again so clearly something's going on and he just walks in front of a bus yeah which is funny because i remember in the opening scene you see the bus going by and i almost thought the guy was going to walk into the bus when i watched that opening scene Mm -hmm. so the fact that in the end he still walks in front of the bus uh was was interesting just because i remember not remembering the opening opening per se and being like oh he did it (laughs) but that sets up sam to really be like all right this dude is clearly doing it because he convinced you to do this now you give the
1: impala Apollo away, and this guy just mind controlled. It's mind control. Clearly, it's him. Clearly, it's him. And he feels he feels terrible when that guy walks in front of the bus because Sam, for the most part, Chris, he is able to have a premonition of the person either dying or killing someone else, and most of the time he's been able to save them. Right there has been a window, uh, wh- which has allowed him to. Uh, Stop whatever is happening in the premonition. This is not the case this episode. This is, to my knowledge, the first occurrence where Sam's premonitions are too late. And it's because there's a greater threat at hand that is, you know, killing him off before Sam has a chance to stop it. So he's a little confused. He's definitely feeling guilty. Um, But later on, actually, Andy finds them and confronts them because. As we know, Sam and Dean do a little digging. They find Andy's—I um, think it's her ex, his ex-girlfriend. Um, they definitely have a history. Um, but uh, Andy confronts the boys, and it's—it's it's really funny to see him break Dean down in like just a few words. Uh, he really like melts down in the car, and Sam's like, "Dude, shut up! Like, what do you? Why are you giving him all this info?" Uh, but as we learned, Sam is impervious to Andy's uh, powers, and that's really cool because Chris, when you see sam walk andy down it is clear how massive of a a, a man uh, jared padalecki is holy cow he's he's so big
0: in that scene and sam's not usually scary but in that moment sam is scary oh yeah he's huge andy is afraid legitimately like what's this guy gonna freaking do to me and uh it it is interesting because you also in that moment you start to question a little bit because here he is letting go. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Maybe he did do it, but when mm. and how, it's you know, so you start to think about it a little bit, right? Like maybe, maybe I'm not sure. Uh, but again, Dean is insistent that yeah. this guy didn't do it. The other thing, as you mentioned, the time between these things happening between the premonitions and what's occurring, it's getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. And in this particular case, Sam has a premonition and it basically has happened. So, they don't even have a chance to save this woman who douses herself in gasoline, by the way. Like, oh, it's brutal. Horrendous way to go. Yeah. Uh, it, it's such a weird thing, too, when you watch them pick up the phone. OK, I can do that. It, and that's all the dialogue is. Yeah. That's the line that these essentially extras for the most part. I mean, they two 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 lines. I I guess you could still qualify them as extras. That's a small speaking part, really. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's just that easy. Can we make a reference here to the fact that Sam is smart enough to say, I'm going to stay with you, Dean, you go do this because he knows Mm -hmm. this guy's got capabilities. But then we get to the real revolution, uh, you know, which is uh, the fact that the woman killed turned out to be Andy's mom.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's also the doctor was the one who delivered Andy and his dun 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 twin brother. Yep. Uh, and that and there's the switch, you know. There's the, there's the twist. So yeah, now you know about it. When it comes down to it, they find this guy Weber, and he's basically. Uh, there is a premonition of a girl jumping off a bridge. It, it mm-hmm. looks like also a very upsetting experience for Sam. Like these, these, uh, these powers create some really painful experiences. Like it's almost like it looks like he's got a really massive migraine that he just cannot shake in when he's having these um and having had migraines that <laughs> it's not fun so i'm i'm watching this I'm like oh god that looks awful like it looks like it hurts
1: yeah but a migraine a migraine on steroids i mean yeah, yeah the, the look of pain and they you remember they used to be in his sleep now they're during the day and they're coming faster and faster and like you said, the window is shorter and shorter. So you go from, you know, waking up in the middle of your sleep, Chris, to having these things multiple times a day at any given day. Right. Sam doesn't have these every day. He has them randomly. They, they're coming faster and faster. They look like they hurt. And now he's, he's starting to realize there's nothing he can do about them. I mean, they're, they're bad dreams that he just, he has no control over. No.
0: And the closer the, the, they are closer and closer to the scenes when these things are happening. So I don't know if that's part of what makes them harder. Like when he was far away, he could send this to like, there's still enough time to get to them in most of these cases. Uh, In this particular case, though, we don't get a huge backstory here, but Andy's ex-girlfriend essentially is about to jump into the dam and Weber's controlling her mm-hmm. in this case. But clearly he views it as Weber Weber views it as this girl came between us. Right. I'm going to get rid of everybody who came between us, whether it was um, the, our mom, whether it was whether it was this woman, whether it was the this doctor, girlfriend, the yeah. whether it was the doctor. Yeah. Like, why were we separated? I mean, he's got anger mm. and I think that's the difference when we talk about the black and white and then the gray that exists. This is fairly black and white in this episode. And the fact that Andy's like, no, man, I, I, that's not what this is about. Like, we don't need to use these for, it's like, no, we can move. people. Like he talks like, like we can make people do what we want. You got two dudes. These guys could be, they could make someone um do anything. Imagine that power. Right. What could you do? And what have they done in this year with it? I mean, you don't get a great sense of this whole backstory, but. The things you could do, Andy. That's why I go back to the slacker description. He's it's it's kind of like the Flash not running full speed in a track meet because mm. he knows I I like what he could do. So the if if you know the the Flash entered a race, he can't participate.
1: Yeah, it's
0: it's that concept. That's why Andy is the slacker.
1: Definitely. And- I'll, yeah, I'll take it even a step further, Chris. Uh, I'll go two ways uh, in Star Wars right the force the force is something that you tap into and if if you're you know if you are so inclined to go dark with it it's pretty simple to do that we've seen that with anakin if you're a star wars fan it's a very slippery slope right it's the same force whether you're on you know the light or the dark side it depends on what you do with it right it's it's the same power so we see that we see andy On the light side of things, he he says, I have everything I need. Why would I take advantage of it, right? I'm happy. Then you have his brother, Weber, who sees this power and goes dark with it because because of the same exact reason. He could do whatever he wants, so he goes crazy with it, right? Um, The other side of the coin is uh, the Joker from uh, the DC Comics, right? One bad day. Joker makes the argument that all it takes for a normal person to go rogue, to go crazy, is one bad day that's it. So who knows, Weber and Andy, they they both grew up two different lives. Maybe Andy had a carefree life with the, you know, hippie parents. Who knows, right? He's got a pretty cool van. It looks like he's, you know, a pot smoker. He's laid back. Maybe Weber though. Who knows? Maybe he was bullied as a kid, right? One bad day. He was bullied, tortured, maybe like Max, and he decided to use his powers to either get back at people or just take whatever he want, right? So the line is so thin as you said, that this episode, it goes back to that argument of, if you have all the power in the world, what is stopping you from being a murderer? And Sam has this conversation with Dean. He's like, Dean, I could be a murderer. I've killed things, like, handily. And Dean makes the argument of the one bad day, which is, yeah, but Sam, those people were asking for it. Or sorry, those those monsters were asking for it. So mm-hmm. I really love this conversation that they have back and forth, not just in this season, but last season and, you know, the, the next three to 10 seasons, really. Um, that they they have this this moral conversation because for me that's really interesting when you pit brother against brother of andy and weber they both have like almost exactly the same dna right it just comes back to their upbringing and how they respect their powers um and it's, it's it's almost foreshadowing chris the fact that we get two brothers that are forced to like fight each other i mean we get that with sam and dean uh you know season four season five so I like that they're brothers. I like that. It's a bit of a foreshadowing. And I really love uh, the name drop of yellow eyes here. How cool was that? Uh, Weber had been visited in his dreams by uh, yellow eyes saying that he has to wait, telling him that he's going to meet his brother, but he has to, you know, kill these people and do these things. And it's interesting because uh, uh, Andy never mentions yellow eyes. He's like yellow eyes never met him in his dreams. Why? You know, you have to wonder. Uh, Sam certainly has had interactions with Yellow Eyes, but not really in his dreams. But I'd know? say
0: Sam has them because of his relationship to John and Dean, who are clearly at the focal point. Yeah, I view as Yellow Eyes is also going for those who he knows he can manipulate. Mm-hmm. Not all of his special children have worked out that way, and he's smart enough to know. Yep. Um. So I I do think that plays a part in it. You know, it's interesting as you break that down too, because the brother is brother, you see a little bit here. Um, and it has an unfortunate end. Uh, it does have an unfortunate end where uh, it, it's interesting too, because the end happens where, uh, you know, you see Andy have to shoot his brother yeah, because he senses Dean, which I found really interesting. And when you yeah. talk about, you mentioned the star Wars reference light side versus dark side, the argument in star Wars very often is the dark side is more strong it's more powerful oh, yeah yep. it does not mean it's going to win but it is more powerful and it's easier to accomplish so if indeed it's more powerful is that why he maybe can sense dean in a way that andy couldn't do it until he caught them following him this dude is just like yeah i know you're out there in the woods with a gun pointing at me i'm gonna make you shoot yourself yeah this is also like the third time i feel like we've seen dean be forced to somehow put a gun on gun to himself it's but- true I don't know what that count is at, but there's definitely at least two times at this point. Yeah. But it's interesting. So is he more powerful because he's embraced it? Yeah. um, Going to. Yeah. And and that's what I took away. But also, I felt bad um, because after this, Andy's there and he tries to smile at his, you know, clearly ex-girlfriend and she just can't look at him. No. Like you he's a murderer
1: him. now. I mean he yeah. it, yes his brother was evil and yes he prevented another murder, uh, you know, Dean was about to be dunzo there, but you're still a murderer, right? And his 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 ex-girlfriend or you know, potential future girlfriend um not off the table now, you know. Like now how how can how could you like how could you date somebody knowing they shot their brother point blank? You can't. Right. andy has no. got some things to work out. And he looks at Sam and Dean as they're about to leave. And he says, what am I supposed to do now? And the response from Dean is so great, Chris. He's like, well, you better be good, Andy, or we'll be back. And I was like, ooh, I love that. Like they're friends, they're <laughs> allies, but you know, don't, ca- don't let us catch you slipping or, or we'll be back here to hunt you the same way we hunted Webbers. It was fantastic.
0: Before we get to the end of the episode at the, uh, at the roadhouse. Back the roadhouse. Yeah. I just want to note, when i and whenever you look up mind control we get they get into very in-depth stuff and in supernatural you look up mind control basically all it really talks about is it's power to make someone do something involuntary and that many cursed objects possess the form of mind control and can make people do things it doesn't dig much deeper into it. Um, as we get into more people with mind control, I, I'll dig more into what is this history. There's some things that if you look it up as an example, go into did the CIA use mind control and all these other really interesting things in history. So I think there's some opportunities to look at mind control in a unique way. But in the supernatural universe, they're pretty straightforward on it. Um, some people have mind control and sometimes when we see mind control in supernatural, it, it's as simple as the fact that maybe um, someone has mind control over a lower level demon or over po- prophets specifically. Right. But um, it's very basic. Mind control is mind control, which out of all of the powers and supernatural, it's, it seems to be the least diverse in what it actually is. It's very straightforward. So I yeah. thought that was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. And to my knowledge, there's there's one other special. A child that we'll meet later on that also has mind control but he doesn't get that until he's trained by yellow eyes like he he doesn't have it initially and the person right. i'm talking about his name is jake he initially has super strength later on he develops mind control so andy and weber they're actually unique in that they're the only children that i guess were like born with this power not born with it but you know what i mean they were yeah. initially given it point blank um so yeah i mean the fact that andy has gone this far without completely uh taking advantage of it's kind of remarkable so you know uh, i i really liked him as a character I, I think he whatever negatives you could say about him i think personally he redeemed himself in the end and uh yeah, yeah i like him a lot and i'm looking forward to seeing him uh i think episode 21 of, of this season is his next appearance so we will be seeing
0: and we again. will see him towards the end of the season yes yeah. uh it does end in the roadhouse. I mean, really, it's a very straightforward conversation. Dean doesn't want to talk about it. Sam Platt says there's special kids out there because they yep. can't BS Ellen. And no. then you got to just like, you cannot BS her. She is not going to fall for it. He comes out with it and says, are they bad? And, and Sam's say, like, some are bad. Like, he's really quick. Some are bad. Uh, he, he acknowledges it. And uh, it's a tough conversation. Uh, you could tell it seems difficult just watching them have it. And she essentially goes to Joe, we're going to need some whiskey. She had asked to get some beers, but naturally like, we're going to need some whiskey.
1: Oh, yeah. No, just like, the, the, the strong stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and there's good yeah. reason, Chris, because like the really the bombshell that is is this episode, right, is the fact that the special children, they're not following the pattern that Sam assumed they follow. Right. He says as much Andy. They thought his mom died in a fire. Turns out she did die in a fire, but not until this episode. Right. Yep. Sam's mom died when you know he was just a like an infant same with max same with a bunch of other special children so the fact that we cannot find them based on a pattern anymore like anybody could be a special child we're in some deep shit so yeah
0: that that's the interesting thing because you don't know about in that moment when that woman's burning up at the gas station right and when you realize oh crap so wait because they're not talking about in that moment so it's something that goes on in your head as you're watching as a fan you're like wait a minute there's something off here yeah uh, it's it's neat uh a few things to note i do want to we don't talk about music all the time but uh in what we watched when the van shows up i just want to point out stonehenge by spinal tap is playing oh. and it is a perfect combination of music and scene and i just thought it was great um and i just i wanted to shout it out because i just thought that was really neat to hear a spinal taps song in that moment uh and and You know, Dean's very much like, yeah, this is.
1: I don't know. I kind of like this guy. Yeah, yeah. I love how much uh, Dean uh, gets along with with Andy. Um, A couple other references slash quotes here, Chris. We talk about Star Wars because initially, this show, the genesis of Supernatural, was that Dean would follow the Han Solo narrative and Sam would follow the Luke Skywalker narrative, and that's actually pretty prevalent until season five. We have three different references to Star Wars here. I'll I'll list them all for you, Chris. If you look at Andy's van, the license plate, you only see it for a second, but I noticed it upon viewing and then I confirmed it on, you know, sites like uh, supernatural wiki and others. The license plate says, R U space OBI slash uh, one? Are you Right. Because he, he has mind control. The second one is that when Dean gives up the Impala to Andy, Um, Dean calls Sam on the phone and he says, dude, he he full on Obi-Wan me. And that's, you know, once again, another reference to Obi-Wan. Here's the third one. Andy, they're in the file storage, uh, trying to get the birth certificate for his twin. Andy is leading the security guard out of the room. And he actually says to the security guard, go and grab a coffee. These are not the droids you are looking for. And he does like the little finger thing like Obi-Wan does. And I mean, that's Andy making a direct reference to Obi-Wan. I mean, it's, it's incredible. So um, those references to Star Wars are always welcome. We're going to get more throughout this show, um, but there's one more interesting thing here, Chris, and maybe you want to read this off because this, yeah, this episode is, should have been something completely else. Uh, yeah, this
0: is really weird. Uh, in the original version of a story, apparently it was going to involve a deformed twin who convinced his, normal looking brother to be mentally handicapped yeah. thanks to a telepathic link. And in the finale, the deformed twin was going to, I guess, eat his sibling. Yeah. I'm so glad they didn't go this route. This would have been yeah. awful. it been poorly received. It mm. reminds me very much of an X-Files episode, yeah. season one, episode four, if I'm not mistaken, if I, I might be wrong, I think it's season, no season four, it might be season four, episode one, I think of the X-Files. Okay. Um, I'm going to look this right. It's called home. Um, hmm. Where literally this woman, it, they're they're like uh, incestuous. Um oh. And it, it remind me because they were all deformed and um and and so yeah, uh, it 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 pulled me back to that when I read that. But it's it's actually I'm sorry, season four, episode two. Darn, I was close. There we My X Files fandom failed me a little bit there. But point being, I remember that episode very clearly. Uh, but that's weird. That's yeah. so weird. I very don't dark.
1: Yeah, uh, kudos to the writing team for saying, actually, let's go in a different direction because this yeah. is much more realistic and it furthers the plot. The, the you know, the initial idea was kind of just shock factor. And yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I wanted to see that.
0: Yeah. And the one thing I did find when I looked on IMDb, by the way, in the trivia section is that Sam is wearing like a cast on his wrist because he yes. injured himself in season two, episode three. Yep, And he began filming Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, the poorly named episode. Yeah. As we noted, uh, could have been a lot better. Uh, before it was diagnosed with being broken, the injury was written as an accident and as an accident in the final stunts of that episode to set him up wearing the cast. Yeah. So, if you wonder why he's wearing the cast, they set it up.
1: Um, but that's yeah. that's where that comes from. But it was actually broken, and it's the first time you see the cast, and it's not the last time. I think the next couple of episodes you're going to see that cast, so look out for that.
0: Yeah, they play into that, but that's it. That is uh, that is Season 2, Episode 5, Simon Said, which I thought, you know, coming up the last episode, I thought this was really well-named. I thought it was a great way to kind yeah. of speak to this episode, uh, what was happening, and uh, it, it was definitely a good time. Uh, next, we're going to have on the podcast uh, Season 2, Episode 6, and that is titled No Exit. Yes. So. Um, unfortunately however we need to exit and uh, get ready to hopefully have you come return next week to come back on the hunt with us so that's it for this week but as i said we will be back because after all
1: we've got work to do